0: Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is the weekly podcast for all your tillage news and advice. In this episode, we'll be discussing soil fertility and soil sampling with Dr. Veronica Nine from Tiagas and leash. I first asked Veronica, why is soil sampling so important?
1: It's been an extremely difficult year um, and uh, margins are going to be very tight, if existent at all. So um, I suppose soil fertility is one area that we can manage um, and can maximise. And soil sampling really is the first step to uh, soil fertility fertility management. So why this time of year? Well, basically, for some practical reasons, it's it's a long time now since March when the last PK application was made. So we'll be getting a good um, baseline fertility figure if we take a soil sample now. Um, the soil condition it suits soil sampling. The soil shouldn't be too wet or too dry, although we've had two storms, so I can't speak across the whole country, but it should be good to take, uh, uh, practically, take the soil sample. Um, And really, as you said, it's the kind of the start of the year. So if you're sowing winter cereals, it's a great time to figure out if lime is required because that will go into the the seedbed. There's also an allowance if you have really low P index one or two soils for uh, getting uh, phosphorus into the seedbed because it's very important for plant root development. Um, So it's, it's great from that perspective. Um, finally, I always feel this is a great month uh, for soil management across the board because you're fresh out of the harvest. You're very aware of the parts of your, your, your fields that may have underperformed. So it's a great time if you wanted to do targeting soil sample for a specific area within a field. And also just to do a, a quick dig and maybe look at your soil profile a bit compaction root density it's it's ideally the time to do all that kind of stuff
0: okay so guys they're probably going to be under a little bit of pressure they're finishing off the harvest at the moment they they, they, they may well have um plans to put out organic manures or perhaps um you know apply p's and k's to the um the stubbles before they um sort of crop in if a guy was under pressure and he's trying to do all that bit of work, soil sampling is something extra, something else to be done. Can he not just leave the soil sample and do all that work, if you like, and, and leave, all, leave the soil sample and do the soil sample in, in maybe December, January, when there's a bit more time and kind of see where it is then? Is there, is there, can that be done? Is there a disadvantage to doing that? Or, does, or is it really necessary that it needs to be done this time of the year?
1: well if you if you are putting out manures organic manures um you can't really soil sample uh, later on in the year because you really need to leave the soil for a period of between 3 and 6 months and the longer the better because the result will come back um high for the p and k and won't give you a realistic figure of what's in the soil and what needs to be addressed it'd be a false high so to speak also um Generally speaking, when you're taking soil samples, we recommend you do it consistently at the same time of the year. So post-harvest suits the tillage system. Um, and again, as I said, like as the soil gets wetter um, later on in the year, it's just it's harder to take the sample. And what you find happens is when you put the core in, you won't get the ten centimeter depth, which we want to to give a representative of where the the rooting structure. Um, kind of um it takes the nutrients from. Um, also you'll just find you, you you start picking the dry pots spots of the field and, and sampling them excessively and you're not getting a representative sample. Um, so really if you're not putting out if you're spring cereals and you're 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 not putting anything into the crop over the winter there there and you're not fertilizing it, there is no reason why you can't and most grassland farmers would sampler late, later in the year but it just suits the tillage system to go post um harvest
0: and and again it can often i suppose slip people's minds and, and one year kind of blends into the next um you know as regards um you know soil samples can get old very quickly what are the actual requirements under nitrates as regards how often you should take them and and, and size of area that that should be included in a soil sample
1: well i suppose the first thing to say um if if is that there's no legal kind of, or there's, it's not mandatory under the nitrates directive to soil sample. Um, basically, if, if you aren't going to soil sample, the the only thing the department does um state is that you have to treat your soils as being at optimum fertility which is we call an index three um and that means you can only apply a maintenance dressing um the reality is about 50 over 50 percent of irish tillage soils are in index one or two which is low or very low for phosphorus so if you are following those guidelines you will be under fertilizing your crop and you're going to see a problem in yield and also it's creating an ongoing problem because you're draining an already poorly resourced area. Um, If you are soil sampling um, the nitrates directive um, states that you must a soil sample is um, valid for four years um, except ones that have a very high phosphorus um, reading on them and they cannot re- represent an area of more than five hectares. So that's five hectares per sample box and um, four years per sample. Now, a lot of gloss farmers will probably be hitting that four year mark now. So it's just it's a good time to be looking and thinking about soil sampling this year.
0: OK, so when when the soil sample comes back um, lime is probably one of the first things that you would uh, look to, to, to see whether you need lime uh, or not as a crop is not in the ground. But how much, give or take, I suppose, with, with all the very different soils that are out right there, how much does lime drop from year to year on, on a typical soil?
1: Well, I suppose the simple answer is a lot uh, and probably more than people realize. Um, there's a number of things that influence the lime, the level in the soil and how soil acidifies. And. Um, Crop offtake is actually probably the smallest of all the factors. Um, Generally, say a three tonne to the acre crop of spring barley or four tonne um, of winter wheat, you're talking somewhere in the region of four to 60 kgs to the acre. But um, really the big um, killers for lime is rainfall. So if you're over uh, an acidic parent material um, in a high rainfall area, um, and especially if you have a light free draining soil, um the the loss is is significant year on year um and again when you put nitrogen fertilizers out they're acidifying the soil so for every kg of nitrogen you're putting out you're creating a need for two kgs of lime to neutralize the acidity created when you add the three factors together really you're talking about somewhere in the main um in the region of over five years about a need for about one and a half to two and a half tons of lime per acre. And that's a maintenance dressing. So really a soil report is critical. Um, because if you're in these high rainfall areas, you're, you, you could, you're on the high end of that, the two and a half ton and you wouldn't want to be missing your target. Um, so uh, also you know just contacting your advisor they'd be very familiar with the soils in your area um and talking to them it's a good idea just to 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 figure out um where your base level or where your the draw is on your 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 line
0: okay and i suppose previous uh, soil samples will, will give you an indication if they're if they're categories over the last i don't know 15 or 20 years they give you an idea how much lime went on and where the ph is going
1: Definitely, yeah. Um, but if you're new to soil sampling, yeah, you lime is the master variable. It cannot be um, understated how, or overstated, sorry, how in um, critical it is to impacting other aspects of the soil. So, yeah, soil sampling is the first thing you check when you you look at a soil re- report.
0: And when you talk about the, obviously, it's a very critical factor. Lime um, and, and we kind of bring in the nutrient efficiency, obviously farmers spend an awful lot of money in nitrogen and phosphorus being the next most expensive one or probably the most expensive one. If you have a relatively low uh, pH data or it needs a lot of lime, how much does that affect the efficiency of the uptake of nitrogen or phosphorus uh, to, to a plant?
1: Well, um, The pH of the soil influences a whole load of things, Um, not just the fertility or the the nutrients in the soil, it affects uh, things like soil biology and soil structure as well, I should state um, that before we go anywhere. But when it comes to the actual nutrients itself, um, all of them get influenced by the pH status of the soil. The most sensitive is phosphorus and it's also your most expensive. So uh, it's the one we probably talk about the most. When you start dropping below a pH of 6 or going above a pH of 7, very quickly, the phosphorus levels in the soil, uh, the phosphorus in the soil changes its chemistry. It starts to bind with things like iron and aluminium or calcium when the soil is basic and basically it goes from being in a form that is usable by the plant to being unusable and that happens really really quick um so that's why we talk about a ph optimum of around the six and a half ranging from 6.3 to 7 depending on what you're growing in the field um but essentially all the macronutrients do the same thing maybe not as quickly or not as um severely as the phosphorus but when the pH starts to drop below 6 and 5.7 and down, down towards that area, all the macronutrients, and these are the ones the crop needs most, uh, become less available. Um, at the same time, the micronutrients, the things that the crops need in small quantities, they actually become more available. And we get to the point where we're after creating now an environment that um, doesn't suit the biology of the plant. The nutrients they want in large amounts are becoming less available and things that they don't want too much of are becoming more available. Um, So that's why we call it the master variable. Um, When we go to the upper end, again, phosphorus very quickly above pH 7 becomes unavailable or less available as it binds with calcium. And our trace elements there, so the ones that we test for in tillage systems—manganese, um, copper, zinc—those also start to to get interfered with and become less available to the crop.
0: Holy moly, Jesus! <coughs> As you say, pH is pH is the is the is the master variable for sure. Um, and I think most farmers probably understand it, but certainly not in not in the detail or after outlining there. So um, you know, it's it's something people just really need to uh, to, to keep on top of. I like to say, it is a very busy time out there. Um, uh, farmers are, are flat out between trying to, 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 to harvest remaining crops and tidy up straw and that kind of thing. So it is very, very busy for farmers. Can, can Chargis help in terms of trying to um, help farmers get those soil tests taken at the moment?
1: Absolutely. Um- so basically um we we have soil samplers who will literally come out and take the soil sample for you it's part of the pricing so when you when you pay for the soil sample that's included in the prices that are on the chagas website um i would say i would strongly recommend though if you're starting soil sampling from scratch i would consult your advisor before you get to that stage because uh, it's an underestimated part of the process but mapping your soils or mapping your fields correctly to the soil type and um you know the performance level and the cropping history is critical as well so i think um the farmer knows the soils but their chogs advisor would be able to access information like is there peach a layer in it that the department recognizes and these kind of things so engage with your advisor um, and draw up maps using you know a system both that you understand and then we can provide a sampler who come out using the maps take the samples we'll process them and send them on and give you back your results
0: okay and when you talk about the results coming back out the far side obviously uh, a, a a major part of that is interpreting the results and and making them i, I suppose real for the farmer um chagas have a nutrient management plan or a, a major program NP online how can that help a farmer if if everything comes back and he gets that kind of nice plan? How does that help the farmer in the management of his farm thereafter?
1: The, well the nutrient management plan I think it's probably one of our most underused resources um, it is exactly that a plan so what we do is we take um, the soil fertility results we also consult with the farmer on the land use if there's stock in the farm what types the quantities um, we look at things of the soil type um, and things like bonus yields so if you fields that are producing very high yields then they need to be fertilized to a slightly higher level Um, we use all these and we put them into this nutrient management plan um, program and from that then we will get a breakdown of your soil fertility so part of the report that you'll you'll get as a farmer will talk you through what percentage of your soils are at optimum fertility what are suboptimum and in what nutrient they're suboptimum um it also will give you your overall fertilizer requirement for the year um the maximum that the department will penalize you if you go above but also the recommended which is for good practice what you should be buying that creates flexibility for you when you're you're buying so you can start buying fertilizer when it's maybe cheaper to buy and it helps with margin um And then finally, what we can do is actually go field by field through the farm and look at each individual parcel, how it's performing and what fertility it needs and put a plan in place where you could drive out into the field and know, well, this needs whatever compound and whatever nitrogen um, and have it. And there's a mapping system as well that can be used um, so you can actually have these maps with you in the tractor as you go around the farm helping you or guiding you to maximize your fertility on a field by field level so it's it's a brilliant um program um when it's used uh, proactively i suppose historically it's probably more reactively in that people only engage with it when they get an inspection and they want to know have they gone over but if you use it looking ahead rather than back it can be very very helpful
0: Veronica, that is uh, fantastic, and thanks very much for that quick update, I might say. Um, So, look, thanks again, and hopefully we'll be chatting to you again. Okay, thanks. Before we go, I want to tell you about an event that's happening next week. Each year over the past number of years, the Crops Forum has taken place in early September to update growers on the latest varieties and agronomic issues, which the industry should be aware of before the end of the year. Due to COVID-19 restrictions we can't run this as normal and have decided to run it as a virtual meeting over the Zoom platform. The forum will be in two parts, the first one covering varieties and agronomy and the second part covering policy issues and how the industry can develop over the next number of years. The first part of the forum will take place next Thursday September the 10th between 6:30 and 7:30 pm over Zoom and all the details on how to register for the forum are available at www.chaugus.com. .ie events. Registration only takes a few seconds and the system will remind you a couple of times before the forum starts so you don't miss anything. So as mentioned, the first part of the forum will be discussing new varieties with the Department of Agriculture. This year has been a very difficult year, but interesting in terms of how varieties of winter wheat, barley and oats have performed. And this information should feed into your decision making about the mix of varieties you'll plant this year. Varieties contain a lot of built-in technology and we have Tim O'Donovan from SeaTech who will talk about how BYDV tolerance and resistance are being incorporated into varieties and how these varieties should be best managed through the season. Finally on the evening Shay Phelan from Chagas will discuss how to plan a profitable rotation as we know farmers with good rotations have got the highest yields over the last number of years so it's important to listen to this end of it. And he'll also touch on some of the important agronomic points for the year. So mark the day in your diary for Thursday, September the 10th at 6.30 and register online as soon as you can. And finally, the second part of the forum will take place on the following Thursday, September the 17th, which is this Thursday fortnight. And more information on this event is available at chagas.ie forward slash events. That's it for the Tillage Edge this week. And my thanks to Veronica for joining me on the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more Tillage news and advice.